एक दो तीन चार पंच एंड दैट्स हाउ यू काउंट टू फाइव इन हिंदी या आई लव द फाइव पंच आई लव द इंटुएशन ऑफ द बी पंच सो को वेलकम टू अनादर वन बी इंटरप्रेनर एपिसोड which is basically the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company and my name is Tiago uh, fun really fun and this is your favorite indie hacking podcast isn't it isn't it isn't it please okay maybe it's not but maybe one of them i don't know one thing is for sure i'm really really happy why am i happy you ask great question great great question i am happy because the podcast has been growing a lot in the past Three three months, I, I think I went to from having around hundred people, eighty people listening to these freestyle episodes, as I, I call them, to now around one hundred eighty. It's amazing! What a growth! I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's the sponsors, but I'm really happy. Now it's not only me and you; it's me, you, and another listener, and maybe another listener as well. Which don't be jealous. I I have space in my heart for all of you, especially because you just show up every week to listen to me, just speaking about my indie journey, to listen to my interviews, the content I produce, and maybe, just maybe, you are thinking in pursuing a full time indie hacking career. So don't do it. Really, don't do it. It's no. Please just don't keep me accountable. You know, you probably will be really happy at times, and you know it's it's a roller coaster. But I like to believe that I'm motivating more people to to follow this journey because it's a lovely journey. Is in my view much more interesting than just going the VC route. At least that's what I think right now. Maybe one day I'll go the VC route and I'll have to change this, but. For now, I really, I really like it. What is in today's menu? Great question. Great, great question. Again, so today the chef prepared. What did the chef prepare? Prepared uh, a menu only or mostly about the community, which is one of my first businesses, my WB space. But it's not my first business. If you are one of those really true listeners of this podcast, you know that there there is a business that precedes the community. And if you know which one it is, just DM me on Twitter. DM me on Twitter, WB Tiago. But don't say the business. Just say, I know. And then I will know you know. You know? Yeah, do that. But yeah, today I will be mostly speaking about the community. And don't stop just yet because... I know I've talked a lot about a community, but this is different. First of all, as you know, I hired a fir- my first like first hire ever, Ida. She's been helping me in organ- organizing the events of the community. And we had our first event. And I want to tell you all about it. I want to tell you how much I paid and uh, how did it go and if I want to continue that or not. So I want to be open about that because I think you can learn and I can learn a lot from this so i just want to share my learnings with you and then i've been playing around with my bots changing basically taking the feedback from the peeps and adjusting the bots so that 
they basically make the community more engagement, engagement, make the community more engagement. And that's perfect English. They will basically increase the engagement in the community. And I've also, maybe this is something really interesting. Maybe this, this is something that you really enjoy. I introduced GPT-3. It's not the chat GPT yet because the API is not open, but GPT-3 introduced that in the community. It's like, I, I want to give a brain to my bots. So I sign up for the API and I'm paying for it, even though I, I don't think it's too much. I, I, to be honest, I just started today, but I already implemented a bunch of interesting integrations and, and I want to tell you all about that in today's episode. And then there will be also a little bit of reflection and there will be the sponsored slot where I introduce a new indie maker's product to you and a product that you can actually use to in your own business. Something normally that is helpful that you can that you can use. So a very, very packed episode, as you can see. Let's just get started, right? One, two, three, let's go. Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Why? Do you really know? This is a question that I used to ask a lot, especially in the beginning of uh, my interviews. And there was always different answers, but they would always kind of fit in into two or three buckets. The first one is to be your own boss and to have more flexibility because you're going to enjoy life much more, which to be honest, you end up not doing that. Most of the times you actually work more. The second is to work on the things you believe in you have more control and that gives you more happiness the third one is for the money which is again a wrong reason because the probability of you actually making a lot of money is is really low but then there was one interview one interview with a good friend of mine christy and this one kind of changed everything or it changed at least the way I answer this question when someone asks me. Christy is a freelancer, developer. He has his own agency, actually. And we were just chatting about that, about his agency. And I asked him, what is plan B? And he said, plan B is just to start over. There is no plan B. Plan B is just to start over again and continue building another company. Because he used to work for others in the beginning of his career. And he worked in good companies with a good paycheck and nice people. But there was always one problem. It was not his company. I think in the end, at least for myself, that's why I want to be an indie maker, an entrepreneur. It's my ego. I want to be the one making the change. I, I need to control it. And this is kind of part of my personality. And bear in mind that we are all different. And there's other indie makers with other reasonings and other reasons why they want to take this route. But for me, I just have some joy. If you take, for instance, the, ex the example of sailing and, and being a captain. So when you're sailing, it's very different if you are the skipper or if you're not the skipper. Because if you are the skipper, you are responsible for the boat and the crew. 
If you are not, you're just chilling. And it's, it's a completely different experience. I love being the skipper. Don't, don't ask me why. It's not that I'm particularly super confident in myself and my abilities. I know, I just love that. I just love having the control and be able to impact with my decisions. So I decided to go indie hacking because that way I could mostly be a solopreneur. I didn't depend on anyone. I could just make good decisions, bad decisions, but they were mine. I had previous experiences with co-founders that just simply did not work. And maybe you you had the same in the past. It's always really hard to find the right co-founders. Now, fortunately, I think I'm a little bit better in knowing what people I would like to work with and what I would not. For example, in my last interview or my last episode, I spoke with João and yeah, I think he has the right personality to be my co-founder. But I never really start thinking about actually hiring someone until I, I think I my conversation with Simon in the podcast, in the, the episode from FeedHive. He actually told me that if you want to hire someone, just first, you need to understand the role. You need to either do it yourself or really do some research. Because if you don't, you just, first of all, you might get tricked because you don't know what you want. And second, it's also unfair for the other person because the other person cannot guess what you really want. And then there's a misalignment. Well, in my case, I have done plenty of WB events. I organized a lot of them. And it's not that I completely dislike the task. It's just like, it's a lot of work. First of all, you need to write up a message and to find the perfect slot for all the different time zones. Then you need to motivate people to join. And then there's the preparation itself of the event. I was just getting people together in the room and we were just chatting about our indie journey, which was okay. It was good, but it was lacking some engagement. At some point, it was maybe a little bit awkward. We didn't know what to say and it was not the best experience for everyone. One thing for sure, I knew that having these events was crucial. It is really, really crucial. If you are starting a community, you either have these online meetups or in real life meetups, but I always see a burst on the engagement after these events because people get to see each other face to face. They get to speak with each other and then they connect the personality and the face to the username and the profile photo. So it's it's a completely different experience. And it's really important. It's really important if you want to cultivate the the right vibe in your community. So I knew it was important, but I didn't have the time. And the consequence of that was that I was lacking in a lot of events. There was months that I didn't do events and I could see the engagement go down. And then I met Ida. I met Ida, I believe, through LinkedIn. And at first we chatted a little bit and she kind of introduced her project, The Playground, where she actually was organizing these events. She is connecting people, matching up people and creating this amazing game so that they can keep each other accountable. It's really, really cool. And I invited her to join the community. And at first she didn't join, but she ended up joining and as a paid member. And it was really fun. We were chatting a little bit and we had a coffee. We have these random coffees. And she was 
describing a little bit her business and she said, maybe I can do one event here for the community. I can, we can just try it out. And I said, perfect, let's do it. So we had our first event in, I believe, November. And it was a completely different experience because she planned everything in advance. She created games, specific games for the community. And uh, it was a completely different experience again. We, it was really pleasant, really, really pleasant to get to know, first of all, new people and as well people that I already knew. But because of these games, I got to see another face of them, another side of them. So that got me thinking. I was thinking for about a month, maybe we can do something together. But what? What can we do? Because in this situation, it needs to be a win-win. Because if I'm not winning or she's not winning a little bit, then we just get demotivated. So I thought, okay, I need someone to help organizing these events. And I could pay her, but... I'm not making that much money. At the moment, I'm making 400 bucks from the community. So I also don't want to like pay her nothing for this because, again, she would lose motivation. And I really appreciate her work. So I come up with a number. Actually, I know. If I, if I remember correctly, I asked her to tell me a number. So I pitched the idea. She said, okay, I need to think about it because I'm also quite busy. And she took a few days to think. And then she came back to me and said, okay, I was thinking about 100 bucks, which actually was the same price I had in my mind because it's not only the event, right? So first of all, she would do two events per month for different time zones. And then she needs to prepare all these games. And this takes a lot of time. She needs to manage. I think it's a fair amount. It's not maybe for the work she does and the preparation she does, maybe it should be more, but... For for now, it's it's what I can what I can do, and I told her maybe in the future we can increase that. But she, I think she was happy with the um, with the number, and we worked together mostly asynchronous via Slack. We're just discussing ideas and preparing, and she was preparing the games. I helped a little bit in organi- organizing the event, and we had the first event. It was last week. We had two slots. One thing that did not go so well, though was the fact that not a lot of people of the community joined. And it was a bit disappointing. So one of, one of the things that we decided is that she could also bring people from outside. So for the community members, it's free. For people from the outside, they have to pay 10 bucks, And it's a way, this money goes just for her. So it's a way for her to make some extra money again, like win-win. And for me, I win because I get to introduce the community to new people. So it's a marketing channel, really good. So, yeah, there was kind of half-half. Half people that joined the event were coming from the community, the other half from her side. And I was expecting to have more people because generally in the events, we used to have like 20 people or so. So I think one of the problems is still the time zones. It's really hard. So for the next event that we're going to plan, we are going to make sure that people get to vote in the perfect time zones so that we kind of fine-tune that. But besides that, it was really successful. Everyone that participated was happy. And uh, I just want to continue doing it. I, I will continue doing it for the next months and see if the more people start joining the events, if the engagement goes up. If that doesn't happen, of course, I will need to stop it. 
right? Because the main goal of this is to increase engagement. And for that, I need the members to be there. If they are not there, then it makes no sense. But I'm really happy. Hiring someone for the first time, I don't know. I, I kind of ask myself, why haven't I done this before? Even though I know I, I'm still not even, I'm not making enough money. And a lot of people would think, okay, if you are not making enough money for you to pay a salary you want, you should not hire anyone. Maybe it's actually the opposite. Maybe this is what will enable you from, it's, it's an investment. It will enable you to take the salary you want. So I'm, I'm quite happy with that. I encourage you as well to, to think about tasks that you already know how to do, but you want to delegate. And if you want a little bit of extra motivation, I, I'm going to jump into today's sponsor because it aligns perfectly with what I just said. Today, I want to introduce to you Lydia. She is a virtual assistant. I don't know if you know this term. I actually interviewed Lydia, by the way, in this podcast, episode 209. And when I interviewed her, I also didn't know what, what this was, what was a virtual assistant. But as the name says, she's there to assist you, assist you with tasks that you need some help with. Normally, again, tasks that you ideally already kind of know how to do, but you don't really like it or you just don't have the time. Some examples of the tasks she can help you with are organizational tasks, data entry, product research, brand audits, financial support, travel booking, blog post creation, newsletter creation, podcast editing, and the list just goes on and on and on. I never hired Lydia myself, maybe I will in the future, but there are some well-known names that gave a review. And let me just take the example of Charlie, who is the founder of Raman Club. It just says, from day one, Lydia has helped remove the stress from the day-to-day -day tasks. I'm able to focus on growing the business whilst Lydia works on ticking the jobs of the list. I can't recommend her enough. And there are plenty of other great, great recommendations for data entry, podcast editing, even finance and accounting support. One thing that Lydia asked me to mention, and I got the same vibe from our interview, is that she's really passionate about enabling indie hackers. Actually, most of her clients are indie makers and she's one herself. So she really understands us, understands the way we think and what we want to achieve. By taking away these tasks that we do not necessarily like to do, Lydia will allow us to focus on the things that we love doing. In my case, this regain time would be really helpful for me to take a step back and see the big picture of my business, to really think about what are the most relevant next steps for me to do. Sometimes we just get caught up with all the existing tasks, being that writing content, doing marketing, building new features, that we forget to actually see the big picture and we lose the thread. We lose the North Star of our business. And taking great decisions is probably the most important factor of the success of your business. If you are thinking that maybe this can help you the next step is really simple. You can just set up a discovery call with Lydia. It's completely free, no strings attached. You just have to say that you come from the WB podcast 
and uh, you'll just get to know her and you'll talk and you'll see if there's something she can do for you to help you with your business. You just have to go to indieva.xyz and set up your discovery call. The links will be in the show notes of this episode. And this is the end of today's sponsored section. If you want to get your indie product featured in the WB podcast, the link will be in the show notes, or you can just shoot me a message with all of your questions. Now, I know that this was not in the menu for today's episode, but I think it will be really interesting to also give you some uh, insights on how the whole sponsorship thing is going, how much money I'm able to make, and what's my strategy here. As you know, I started accepting sponsorships for this podcast after a long time saying that I wouldn't do it, (laughs) by the way, in November. And uh, it had two consequences. One, which is the obvious one, I started getting paid. So it's really cool. (laughs) It's really, really cool to, to be paid to do this because now it's somehow... A profession, right? I, I I can say that this is bringing money, like real money. My MRI at the moment is almost the same as in the community, and uh, it just has passed like two months, right, or three months since I started doing this. So that's that's amazing. It's not that I was not happy before. I would do this for free because it's very therapeutical and it's also somehow a marketing source for me. But the moment I started getting paid, it, it changed a little bit the game for me, like the motivation and everything. And one thing that I was not expecting, actually, it made the podcast better because now I am more interested in getting more listens because the more listens I have, the happier the, the sponsors are and I can ask for more money. So now I see myself taking a little bit more caution, like thinking more about releasing a new episode. And don't get me wrong, I would always try to do great content for you, but now, I don't know, it kind of pushes me to be even better. I was not expecting this, but it is. And actually the numbers are going up. Maybe now people take this podcast as well more seriously because there are sponsors as people paying to be here, to be featured here. When I first started, with my uh, my first sponsor was Simon and I asked for 60 bucks 60 bucks per slot and he bought four slots which I was very surprised at first I said I would only do one slot because I don't want to kind of burden you too much but he said like four one slot is not enough because and I understand it this now this is a branding thing right so a lot of you will not just go and click in in the links but you kind of interiorize, 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 yes, in your mind, this brand. You you know that if next time you want to tweet something or next time you want to VA, you know that you heard something in this podcast. So the more episodes you do around it, the better, right? But of course, if you do a lot, it gets also uninteresting. So I told Simon about that and he was super open. He said, okay, it's fine. We can do four slots, but then you just cover different features of FeedHive. And this was really important because this kind of defined my strategy in all the new sponsors that came along. After that, I reduced a bit the prices because of the Black Friday. I was selling for 50 bucks. And then I really realized that Yeah, having three slots or four slots is really ideal. More than that might be a little bit too boring. Less than that, maybe it does not have 
the full potential of a slot. And uh, I started somehow promoting more the package. So for now, the 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 last sold the last sold slots were for eighty bucks one slot and uh, sixty. I don't wanna I don't wanna wrong you, but I think it's like sixty five bucks. Yeah, sixty five bucks if if the sponsor would buy three slots. And now I just increase the prices again because my strategy is let's sell a bunch of slots that would cover maybe one month, one month of or and a half of uh, episodes, and then let's increase the prices because I I'm not that desperate for that anymore and I can wait a little bit more time until I get the slots. And my strategy is just DMing people. I, I I kind of realized that I'm getting better as, at sales than before. And it's not rocket science, really. You just have to send a lot of messages and, and try to sell your product. But it needs to be, again, a win-win situation. So you try to really help the other person. And they'll, if the other person realizes that they will buy your product, if don't, it's okay. Just continue. It's completely fine. It's a numbers game. In the end, it's a numbers game. You can have a better conversion rate or a lower conversion rate, but it's a numbers game. It's the same as like applying for a job. You just try to sell, uh, send as many resumes as you can, and eventually you'll get a lot of opportunities. It's the same here. So that's basically what I've been doing with this podcast. And I know that it still requires my time. So it's not the you know indie dream where I'm sleeping and making money, but still, if I'm able to increase the prices, then I'm basically increasing how much one hour of my time is worth, and that's also really really good. Plus, I love doing this, so that's that's definitely uh, a huge huge plus. Now let's go back to the menu. Let's go back to the the community because I've been experiencing with or experimenting really with chat not chat, with GPT-3, I was experiencing, why I keep saying experiencing, sorry, experimenting. I was experimenting a lot with ChatGPT and it kind of became my co-founder. It's it's really helpful. For example, and don't tell anyone this, please, but I'm already using it to answer written interviews. When someone asks me, hey, Tiago, can you just answer this written interview with a bunch of questions that I've answered times and times again? What I do is, I just write down a little bit like some points that I want to cover for each answer. And then I allow ChatGPT to write everything. And I don't even tell the person it was written by an AI. They just believe it. They think, whoa, it's, this is great. And recently, Fed uh, from uh, the, the Hive Index, which is a website that is really important for me because it brings me some, some traffic to my community, he asked me to write a guest blog post. And at first, or rather, if it was before ChatGPT, I would think twice. I would think, oh, I don't want to write it, and it's not even for me. But then with ChatGPT, it completely changed the game because, first of all, it's a really important website for me. So I want to have my community there uh, as much as possible. And now with ChatGPT, it's so much easier. So I just, uh, what, what we agree upon was to write about um, gamification of the community and I would basically share about my bots. So it took me maybe, let's say, five to ten minutes to write down all the points I wanted to cover in the blog post. And I still wrote it somehow, but then ChatGPT took all of these points and wrote it properly, grammatically correct and everything. It was really, really good. 
And to be honest, I don't know if I could do better myself. So I just copied that and I shared with Fed and asked him, hey, is, is this fine? And he said, yes, it's really good. And voila, we, we have done a, a good blog post with a perfect symbiosis between myself and an AI. But I, <laughs> we kind of took here a, a, a wrong turn, but I'm not using ChatGPT in the community. I'm using ChatGPT in my own life. It's, again, my co-founder, but ChatGPT API is not available yet. But, Chat G, but GPT-3 is, which is very, very similar. So I've been playing around with the community. I decided to take one or two days to just like focus on bringing more gamification, more fun to the community, just because I can. <laughs> And uh, one thing that I've done, for instance, was to make the streak bot more flexible. The streak bot is the most amazing thing because I never expected this would work. But every single day, people come and share what they're working that day. And then the bot keeps track of how many days straight uh, you are interrupted, you go and share. Some people told me that this was a bit um, against the good health, um, um, mental health practices, because this not, does, not, does not allow people to rest. It promotes people to work every day, or at least to go and share something. So if you would disconnect for only one day, you would lose your streak. So by the way, I'm really impressed because people were able to do this for more than 150, 60 days. But enough is enough. And I decided to make it more flexible. So now people can actually take one or two days off, like the weekend off, and they will not lose their streak. They will, of course, not increment. So this also allows for people to overtake each other, which is really cool. And now I see that people are more happy. So just listening to the feedback and trying to implement all of that, which is important for any project, really. But I've been playing around gamifying more of the other channels. And um, I was thinking about gamifying the book for entrepreneurs channel, which is a channel that is not very active. People go there and then they share books that they are reading. They ask questions about books, but it's not very active. And I wanted to make kind of a challenge out of that, like a way where people could say, hey, I'm starting this book. And then much like the streak bot, they could just share, hey, I just read this amount of pages. And then the bot would keep track. And knowing when the book would end, it would kind of motivate you like, hey, in uh, you just need 100 more pages and then we could gamify this but the thing is i wanted to make it easy for people to interact and there's many ways for you to say that you are starting a new book right you can say i'm reading a new book now or i'm starting a new book or i have started well, reading is the same anyways there's many many ways and i wanted to take information from this i wanted to take the title of the book and I want to take the number of pages of the book. And I thought, wait, maybe GPT-3 can do this. Maybe I don't need to force people to write the sentence in a specific way to parse the information. Maybe chat GPT, not chat, why I keep seeing chat? Maybe GPT is clever enough to do so. So I quickly check out the Open uh, OpenAI API, super easy. Um, you, you have to pay, but uh, I believe it is quite cheap. I will let you know. And I started doing that. And in the meantime, I realized that it's very, again, similar now for real to ChatGPT. You can just give a prompt and say, for instance, write a tweet from this post. And it does. And it writes. 
So this opened up uh, an amazing possibilities. Now, when people write in, we have a, um, a channel called Build in Public. When people go there and write a blog post, it's not a blog post, but it's kind of a big comment about what is working for that business, for instance, immediately my bot will take that and convert that into a tweet and send the tweet to that person and saying, hey, why don't you tweet about it? I just created this amazing tweet and the tweets are really good. And this is just the beginning. What else can we do? Maybe I can train the model with all the information around the members and then the, the bot will be able to recommend you the right person for you to talk to. Maybe if you have, ask questions about the community, the bot will be able to answer. I don't know, like the possibilities are endless. It's really, really cool. So I will definitely spend some time playing with this for sure. And I'll keep you up to date with what I'm able to accomplish. But I'm really, really happy. And uh, yeah, what is my goal with the community now? I'm trying to solve the ultimate challenge. I've solved a lot of challenge along the way. The last one I solved was getting people into the Slack. Because people would need to first go to the paywall and then join Slack. But since I implemented the integration with Stripe, people can just join as guests with read-only access. And then, if they want to upgrade, they can. Do you know how much is my conversion rate now from website to Slack? It's incredible. It's almost 50%. 50? That's crazy. It's, it's, it's huge. It's really, really big. So... That problem is solved because I'm getting people in my website with SEO, with the Hive Index. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do any active marketing. And people go come to my website. And then 50% of them go to Slack. But now the ones that actually convert to paying members are really, really low. Like I don't even have the number, but I would like maybe 1%, even less. So I'm, I'm trying to like figuring out and trying to realize like, I don't know, try to understand what will increase this conversion. Because once I fix that, I have this business figured out. If you have any ideas or suggestions, send me a message, send me a DM. But yeah, just to, to conclude a little bit this episode, I had a very interesting conversation with Dagobert. It will be out soon, maybe this week, maybe next week, about this course. But one thing, and spoiler alert, by the way, one thing that he says, it's really interesting. He says that now he's making much more money with a course than with his previous startup or current other startup, Logology. And he was amazed as me that a lot of people are not willing to pay 50 bucks for a logo, which is something really important, something that will represent your company for the years to come. But they're not willing to pay 50 bucks but they are willing to pay 80 bucks for a course. And funny enough, a lot of them do not even open the course. And this is fascinating, isn't it? Like, and then I, it got me thinking, how many times did you buy a book and just got rewarded by buying, by the action of buying and seeing the book next to your, um, on your table or something, and you see the cover and you think, wow, you have this, a certain pleasure of seeing that, even though you did not even start reading the book. It's interesting because you get this dopamine release just by buying that, by the action of buying it and not really consuming what is inside. I I recently bought, for instance, um, a book called uh, Atomic Habits. You probably know it's quite famous. 
And I still didn't start it. But just by seeing that, I get this release of dopamine. I feel happy. One, like, the only reason I can think of is that I've heard a lot from the Atomic Davics. Like, everyone in the community said, like, you, you need to, to read it. It's really, really good. And the same happened to me with Dagobert's course. Everyone was like, this is a really good course. So you have so much social validation that just the fact that you are buying it, it gives you pleasure because maybe you are fitting in. In yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just like you fitting in with the society. And as social beings, this is really, really important. I don't know. You tell me. It's it's a it's a reflection. I told you in the menu there was the reflection, and you have a reflection for dessert. Because with this, I conclude today's episode. Next week or this week, still there'll be the interview with Dagobert. I know it will take me a long time to edit, but I think it'll be worth it. You'll learn a lot. I learned a lot. He's amazing. If you want to support this podcast, just share it around with all of your indie friends. DM me on Twitter at WBTiago. And if you want to support with money, you can become a member. Just become a member of WB Space. Why not? You are, we are, it's basically the same. And you'll meet amazing people from all over the world. And you'll invest in your indie projects. So it's 10 bucks per month. And um, the link will be in the show notes. And then you can buy merch. You can buy a lot of interesting stuff here. So just go bloop, bloop, bloop to the show notes and check out everything I have there for you. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time. Did you see that Tweet Hunter was sold for multiple millions? Crazy.